1: Hello there, folks, and thank you for listening to the show. I'm Joanna. I'm Nate, and we are Stranger Than, a podcast discussing unsolved mysteries, weird occurrences, misunderstood phenomena, and creepy happenings. As always, the Stranger Than podcast logo art is brought to you by Catthulu Art. The link is in the show notes. We'll also have a new banner done by Anna, which is pretty cool, too.
0: I really like it.
1: I'm excited to have all of you see it with your own little eyes.
0: They might not have little eyes.
1: With your all your whatever-sized eyes you have. <laughs> I'm not eye-shaming. I have four eyes.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. You totally do. I'm just saying that eyes come in all shapes and sizes. So, they do. You know,
1: Goats have evil-looking eyes.
0: <laughs> they do because of that weird... People think they got going on how it's like can't a trust rectangle them. and shit can't trust it's them like it's, it's really it is creepy there are goats that don't have that though like some of them just like have like the solid
1: the solid black
0: the solid black yeah also evil <laughs> i like goats oh me too i just like it when you find them. ones that don't have particularly creepy eyes yeah but, but they're
1: still—you can't trust them. They're
0: so cute. They and are I, cute. They are yeah. fucking cute. They are fucking cute. They're fun to pet, and they eat everything, which can be good or bad,
1: depending upon the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My folks actually wanted to get a couple. Well, I my would dad make
0: such use of a fucking goat.
1: My dad wanted to get a couple goats for all the blackberry bushes in the front yard. Instead of having to actually physically go out there and do it, mm-hmm. you could just pin a couple goats up.
0: Well, blackberry bushes are a fucking bitch. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: I had my mom go out and well, I didn't have her, but I asked her to go out and pick blackberries last year for winemaking, which is in a three-gallon thing behind you. There, Ooh, I have it bottled. Ready yet? Not ready yet. God damn it!
0: I know Maybe it's re- ready. Well, to re- fuck up with the blackberry wine. Right.
1: Next time. Next, Next time.
0: You know who I bet would drink blackberry wine?
1: I know who uh, you bet would drink blackberry wine. Fairies. Fairies like goats. You can't trust them and they're kind of cute or they can be kind of cute
0: and they can be useful depending. Sometimes they can be useful and sometimes they can be destructive. And that is what our show is about today is fairies, fairies,
1: fairies are creatures that have been believed in all over the world by all kinds of different cultures. We're not going to be covering quite all of them because there is a shitload.
0: Jesus Christ, there is a shitload. I, I like fairies. I really do like fairies. I like stories about fairies. I like movies about fairies. But for some reason, when I was, like, researching this topic, it was like, okay, god damn it. Just because there was so much, it was just like, ugh. It was Insanity. So much. There's a it, lot yeah. of stuff.
1: There's a lot of information.
0: There is so much information out there. I'm just like, this is like too much. I just like to, you know, enjoy them and and enjoy whatever story is behind them in whatever context I'm reading or watching them. Right, right. Like that's cool. But when I was actually trying to research fairies, like the history, the different types, it's like
1: it gets crazy. It and does convoluted get crazy. It's like this whole
0: other. I I just didn't know that that much information actually fucking existed about right? them. Yeah, there is, and a about lot. something that I ne- don't necessarily like really believe in too. It was kind of tedious. Like I'm I'm fine with heavy stuff that I'm interested in, but I prefer to be a little bit more factual. Right, right. It's like having to read like the, just the short descriptive pieces only about the fairies in every single book or movie I've ever read about fairies, without the rest of the story. To make it, you know, not 100% like, oh tedious.
1: Yeah, now most people kind of think of a Tinkerbell or from Labyrinth of the Fairies. Right. Or Navi from the Zelda games. But that's actually more of the recent, relatively recent- incarnations of them those are the ones that came about in like the victorian times
0: and you would refer to those when they're like pixies and sprites yeah yeah Yeah.
1: just your your tinkerbell or you know that sort of thing everyone knows and
0: goblins are a type of fairy too also speaking of labyrinths, every time i hear the word goblin i think of fucking badass david bowie yeah as the goddamn goblin king
1: although to be fair most things you know remind me of david bowie so
0: right i know you have a huge boner for david bowie but who doesn't?
1: I don't want to meet him. A fucking legend. Yeah. mean,
0: Jesus Christ.
1: Well, we'll be mainly focusing on the fairy legends from Europe, uh, like I said. But we will there will be some bleed over some into ones the other cultures, from other
0: places. And believe me, just uh, put in fairy, like type in Google fairy legends and
1: sit down for a few hours. Yes,
0: <laughs> many hours.
1: Yeah. According to folklore, there are three general categories of fairies. They break them down into sealy, unsealy, and neutral.
0: Oh, yes. And now, the, I the sealy unsealy thing I think is Scottish, is what I had read. that That's like
1: Scottish, I think it's right. a lot over a lot of the UK and even into Ireland.
0: Oh, yeah, like a lot of them are, but this one with some of them seem kind of like more specific to like parts in England and then yeah. Irish ones, there's even Welsh ones. ones and Welsh ones. And so I think Scottish and Welsh kind of mentioned this whole seely and unseely type category.
1: And they're basically the categories that, in, in the way they want to heal the earth. Uh, those classified as neutral, they just don't really give a shit about much, but just sort of live in. Right. A good term for them is neutral, because, you know, they're neutral.
0: Like Switzerland.
1: Exactly, but less <laughs> mountainous. Sealy want to heal the earth with the help of humanity. They want to nurture and empower humans and teach them how to get along with nature while still advancing as humans do. You know, just the
0: right. We
1: can teach these guys.
0: We can help.
1: Unsealy feel that the easiest and fastest way to heal the earth is to kill all the humans. Hmm. So.
0: Well, they probably have a point. Yeah. I mean,
1: we're kind that of a kind cancer of on the planet.
0: Yeah. It. It. I. I'm okay, a bit biased
1: being a human myself. Mm-hmm. But like, I
0: mean, I would prefer not to be wiped out.
1: By fairies that or anything be, else. Right, but, yeah. that,
0: that would be my preference, but I, I can see where they have that reasoning.
1: Definitely, I mean, I can see where they're coming from.
0: Right, like, I don't personally feel like I'm a plague upon the earth just myself.
1: But when you get but... a few billion of us. Right. It's very, very plague-like. And
0: there's a lot of fucked up people out there, too. That's certainly that right. are willing to do a lot more damage than I would.
1: That's definitely the truth. The Seelie and Unseelie are further split into subcourts. Summer and spring for Seelie and autumn and winter for Unseelie. The summer and winter courts are superior to the autumn and spring courts and share political power by each side having dominance over the other for half the year.
0: You know, that's just not fair because I think it's just because the weather is better.
1: Oh right, was is, is more
0: spring and summer always is better than fall and winter. Well, no,
1: no, the for the unseely, the winter court is superior to the autumn court, and I think it's just because whatever part of the year is the the weather is that is the most extreme weather is the one in control. You're going to have more extreme weather in winter than autumn, so that's why the winter gets it, and the same as in uh, spring and summer. Mm-hmm. The Seelie court is dominant from the spring equinox to the fall equinox. when That's when the Unseelie court court takes over. Apparently, this system was set up right around the time that Neanderthals began to die out. Each court tends to attract similarly-minded fairies. Spring fae tend to be... Fae is a term for fairies.
0: Yeah, I know what fae means.
1: You do, but the... Listeners may not. Well, so I bet a lot of our I'm listeners
0: have watched a little show called True Fucking Blood that you don't, or Lost Girl. Um, and they, yeah, they refer to fairies as being fae. There you go. Mm-hmm, because Sookie's a fairy on True Blood. Did well, you know that?
1: I don't know how I would.
0: Right. Well, because you only watched a little bit of it, and then you stopped watching but i just yeah. didn't know if you knew some factual no, things about it i don't it. know
1: fuck all about it really except that it's a show that i didn't find very interesting when i attempted to watch it
0: i'm rewatching it again for like the millionth time i know like i said i would last time and yeah. i did i was true to my word and last time
1: was actually a while ago so you've been mm-hmm. so you know... i've
0: been i've been watching i've been watching so yeah sookie's a fairy Blood has great things in it fairies werewolves shapeshifters it's have you ever awesome. seen lost girl I have not seen Lost Girl.
1: That is one that is based around a (laughs) succubus and her little exploits. She's a succubus? She's a succubus, and her exploits in just the fairy world, but it's set like in contemporary earth, so they like kind of keep it on the down low, and it's pretty good. It's kind of silly, but it's pretty good. It was a Hmm. uh, sci-fi original.
0: Interesting. Yeah.
1: I'm pretty sure it's on a streaming service. I think that it's on, I want to say Netflix. It's Netflix or Hulu, one of the two.
0: Well, I have both, so.
1: Well, you can, yeah, give it a shot.
0: There you go. And Amazon Prime.
1: Yeah, I don't think it was on that one, but I'm pretty sure it was on either Netflix or Hulu. I'm pretty sure it's Netflix. Usually
0: something's on all three. I really hate it when I want to watch something and it's not on one of my three streaming services.
1: (laughs) I actually have an app that I heard about on American Slacker podcast, actually. Why is it? It's called Just Watch.
0: Just Watch?
1: And you just type it in there and it'll. To point to you what what you're looking for what streaming service it's on
0: hmm I just don't know what it would be on if it's not on any one of the three
1: yeah well there's tons I mean there's all kinds of, I didn't know some. I'm like oh these are things that I didn't know existed and some you have to watch with a device such as a Roku or some you have to watch with commercials but they they'll show you it would, hmm. and it'll show if it's streaming for free if you got to rent it if you got to buy it
0: well yeah I mean that's the thing is like you can get it streaming for right buy I mean I want it streamed free
1: Oh, yeah, totally. Like, you it'll already pay be, for the service. I yeah. know, I get you, but it'll, it'll <laughs> I'm not show gonna, you where. I'm not gonna,
0: and it's usually some like really older movie or whatever that I don't own on DVD, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to pay like, $3.99 to rent it I've seen them for Amazon $1.99,
1: 99
0: nine, two I'm and not even going to fucking do that. Because if I, I want to watch like, it bad enough. No, I don't want to watch anything bad enough that I need to do that. <laughs> I, can, they, I have many alternatives. There you go. I spent enough money on total shit as it is to have the services in itself. So That's fair. I'm just not going to add on to it. I'll find something else.
1: Well, the spring fae tend to be optimistic and somewhat naive in in ways while the summer fae still optimistic, they're a little bit more serious, a little bit more adult. So like a spring fairy that comes across a wounded animal would try to preserve it no matter what, and like try and fix it somehow, while a summer fairy would Possibly just put it out of its misery if it's in a shitty enough state. Those in the fall court are pretty emo. They don't really care about the preservation of life as they don't see the point since death is inevitable. Oh. So they just hang out and listen to the cure a lot, apparently. <laughs> Winter fairies worry less about life and death and are more into subtly manipulating themselves into power. So they're just the sort of the power players. These courts don't seem to be overly concerned with keeping membership. And individuals are more or less allowed to come and go as they please.
0: Who the fuck comes up with this?
1: People from a long time ago. I don't know. (laughs) Like,
0: this is how the court system works with the fairies. Like, okay. Over here, you have your autumn fairies.
1: Right. Just what I guess they (laughs) saw and recorded. I mean, it's...
0: Saw and recorded. Hey,
1: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what was going on thousands of years ago. I wasn't around.
0: I know, but I just don't think that there was, like, an intricate fairy court system. Like,
1: Well, according to this information, they've been around since before humans were writing shit down. So, who knows? I certainly don't.
0: Yeah, according to the human that wrote it. Right. <laughs> well, you could say the same thing about
1: literally everything like that's the bible true. <laughs> it's okay, this well, is rude the truth according to what the humans the that write it too, and oh like, yeah like, i a know a lot of
0: that's made up and everything is just kind of yeah it's one thing when it's like the bible to have so much information about it i didn't realize like you could make a whole fucking bible of like fairy shit
1: yeah i probably did. make
0: a few volumes <laughs> at least oh
1: yeah there's especially if you went through all the entire world.
0: So well, it's we, just kind of amazing that it's like, this is something that's like completely in my mind, like made up, but right. made to be like, no, this is how it fucking works.
1: Yeah. Well, hell, as we'll, we'll find earlier, there are people <laughs> who legitimately large groups of people that legitimately believe that fairies exist.
0: Oh yeah. Even now. And even now. Yeah. And I watched a couple of YouTube videos, while i was doing this because all the reading and the trying, you know
1: sometimes you just gotta watch and listen right sometimes (laughs) you just
0: gotta watch and listen especially the
1: websites that are the black background and the white letters and Mm -hmm. it just tears your eyeballs out of your head
0: yeah and you're just tired and it's like okay i'm just i'm just gonna listen see what i kind of like what sparks my interest and then yeah go from there go from there so i just remember there were so many ridiculously nerdy people out especially in like England and stuff and the UK and oh my gosh talking about there's one in Ireland who just 100% fully believing in fairies and one guy even said that he finally was able to see fairies once he realized that you don't see fairies with your eyes you see them with your heart and I was just like Jesus fucking christ that sounds like a quote fucking... from like a children's right uh, like
1: like a my little pony or oh. or something
0: yeah i mean it's just kind of like it's kind of the same reaction i have to like the told the stuff and right kid, just right. like are you fucking kidding me right now
1: <laughs> well regardless of what court the fairy belongs to they are all pretty mischievous and more similar to a force of nature than a human they do have you know the things they want to do but they're just sort of unpredictable they also have a land they live in a fairy land and it's described as a different realm than ours and this is
0: sometimes jo- sometimes they still live in earth and yeah
1: and this is joanna's favorite theories of parallel universes oh my
0: god yeah this is why i'm like interjecting and like let's move away from that but no i know they exist on a different plane of yes. existence yes yes they're yeah
1: and so, like...
0: In True Blood, Sookie gets pulled into Fairyland. A parallel universe, yeah, yeah. In a parallel universe. We discussed parallel universe get all the time.
1: We always bring it up parallel. I'm <laughs> always bringing up parallel universes.
0: But that's okay, because fairies aren't real, and neither are parallel universes. <laughs> that's what I'm going to tell myself.
1: So just briefly, there's the theory of the multiverse, which is an infinite amount of universes with an infinite amount of natural properties, physics, etc., Listen to the Mandela Effect episode if you really want to hear more about parallel universes. Yeah, we cover it in a lot more depth there. Yeah,
0: it's great, believe me.
1: Fairies may just be a a being from a parallel universe that are able to cross over to our universe in some way. Perhaps they have some kind of technology that we're just unfamiliar with.
0: No, they use magic.
1: They have a spiritual power that allows them this ability. They use magic, magic. but isn't (laughs) superior technology indecipherable from magic?
0: It would seem like magic, just depending on what age you're living in.
1: It's true. Like, there,
0: imagine if you had, like, your, you brought your fucking television with electricity, like, back to... Any time. time yeah. before television and electricity. Yeah,
1: the 1700s, even. Be like, hey, guys, check this shit out. Yeah, they'd be of like, Of course, what? there'd be nothing to watch. Had to bring a DVD player or something. Yeah. <laughs> there are many names for the fairyland. Avalon is one that they use in, like, the King Arthur legends. The other world is one that is pretty prevalent. And Arcadia... It's said that before the Black Plague tore through Europe, fairies and humans inhabited the same areas more frequently than they do now. But the fairies couldn't handle all the human suffering and bailed to Arcadia.
0: Mm.
1: Apparently, fairies are very sensitive to negative energy. I'm imagining this has more to do with the Seelie, or maybe this is a legend that has nothing to do, doesn't give a fuck about the courts. That's possible as well. Arcadia is a magical place, but not all happy-go-lucky. It's got a dark side too, so you'll have like your beautiful fairy castle, and then you'll have a Predatory pack of animals that hunts down the unsuspecting and eats them.
0: Hmm, kind of like Earth.
1: Pretty much, yeah. Time also passes slower in Arcadia. In fact, in all the fairylands, it passes slower.
0: Oh yeah, Suki was, was gone like uh like ten minutes in Fairyland, but long time came back and disappeared for like a year.
1: One week could be the equivalent of several years in this dimension. There's three ways to get into the fairylands. There is glades trods and wild portals
0: and also if you know the right people that's yeah on the fucking list
1: (laughs) i'm 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 with the dj
0: i'm on the fucking guest list thank you glades aren't
1: yeah right (laughs) (laughs) glades aren't always in the forests they can be pretty much anywhere it's not the area that matters so much as the magic stone in the middle of it Ooh. so i'm imagining if you walk down the wrong alley maybe there'll be this magic stone and you'll fuck yourself into the fairyland The stone is what links this dimension to Arcadia. Trods are roadways used by fairies. They can pop up anywhere, anytime using these, but they're only accessible by fairies. Wild portals are the result of magic leaking from Arcadia into our world. These entrances are created randomly and could be easily accidentally stumbled into. So hey, missing 411, maybe people are stumbling into the fairyland.
0: I don't think that's what's happening. (laughs) Oftentimes
1: they'll look like out-of-season colors on plant life. So if it's the summer and you've got a tree that's losing its leaves, look like it's autumn or a random sweet smelling spot between the dimension and Arcadia is an area called the hedge. The hedge is filled with monsters and it has a path running through it. The monsters will attempt to lure a person from the path where they will then eat the shit out of them or whatever the fuck. Uh, but I guess if you're on the path, the monsters can't get to you.
0: So save that information for when this happens to you folks. Cause...
1: Yes. If you're in one of those national forests and <laughs> Something sweet-smelling oh happens, and you stumble into it the is fairy not land. What
0: happening, it is not what is happening in the National Forest. It is not fairies. Could be. It's not. Could be. It's not.
1: The fairy world and Earth are pretty close, geographically speaking, in the shape of the same land masses and everything. Uh, there's this area, which is in the area we call Denmark and Germany. Mm-hmm. In the fairy world, it's called Finn, spelled F-Y-N. This country takes up all of Denmark, but only some of Germany.
0: Only some of Germany. There is an
1: island off the coast of Denmark called finn it's spelled f-u-n-e-n but it's pronounced finn oh, well, in this that's universe
0: shocking considering all the freaking words in those languages like have
1: extra vowels and stuff. yeah and like yeah we're gonna contain, pronounce it this way. like
0: the word finn in some way
1: so this country of finn in the fairyland is different than the finn in this universe although interestingly hans christian anderson was born at the finn in this universe oh yeah yeah so that's kind of a, a
0: weird deal Hans Christian Andersen. You know what movie I watched with the kids the other day? The Birds. The Burbs.
1: Oh, The Burbs, yes. The Birds is a far different movie.
0: It is, and I don't fucking like it because I hate Scary. birds. Yeah. But The Burbs is so fucking funny. It was a great pick for family movie. Oh, up. yeah, definitely. It's a classic. Like, the kids need to know about it.
1: I agree. Everyone needs to know about it. <laughs> so that's a little bit of information about... Fairies in general, and where they live and everything,
0: and how their court system works. How their
1: court system works. Uh, (laughs) Let's talk about a few different kinds of fairies. Yeah. There is a critter called a Doolahan. It's a headless horse rider mounted on a black horse that has flames and sparks coming out of its nostrils. These fairies.
0: How is it having? How does it come out of its nostrils if it's headless?
1: The rider is headless. The horse has a
0: head. Oh, okay. I was like, wait a second.
1: Yeah. No. The yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh these fairies ride the countryside with their head held in their hand or on the front of the saddle of the horse
0: mm-hmm. so their head isn't attached so it's kind of like that you know ichabod crane a bit yeah
1: except that headless horseman just had the pumpkin didn't actually have his head anywhere near him
0: well maybe the head was in the pumpkin it's
1: possible they didn't mention that in the story that i'm aware of
0: i would make a story about that what, what is that called was the actual story called
1: I think it was, I don't know, something just about Ichabod Crane, I think.
0: Yeah. Or was it just called The Headless Horseman? I don't know. I can't remember. It seems like it was called something else.
1: Probably. Sleepy Hollow. The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. There you go. Yes. The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Yes, there you go.
0: So I would rewrite Legend of Sleepy Hollow and The Headless Horseman would, upon further scrutiny, actually have the head encased in a pumpkin. like It would be like dripping blood.
1: Well, these things do have their heads on them, and they have the color and texture of stale dough or moldy cheese. Mm. They got a grin like the Joker, so it's all split and how I so serious.
0: Joker grins. Those are freaky.
1: And then it's got small black eyes that dart back and forth. Nice. The head also glows, and they use it as a lantern. So, I mean, it could have been inside the pumpkin head, the jack-o'-lantern, I guess. Right, that's
0: what's illuminating it. Yeah.
1: Despite the head not being attached to the Dulahan's body, they are able to see many miles away to find the house of a dying person. Mm. Once this creature arrives at the house of the dying person, its head shouts the name of the aforementioned dying person. Now, this that would be
0: really terrifying if that happened in real life.
1: No shit. <laughs> uh, this is the only thing the Dulahan says, and it may only speak once per journey. Upon having their name spoken, the person dies and their soul is drawn to the Dulahan. Unlike a Banshee, the hand does not herald a death. It simply draws forth the soul of an already dying person. So kind of like Grim Reaper sort of critter.
0: Yeah, except it doesn't actually, like you're already dying.
1: Yeah, so if you've got like plague it didn't, it didn't or something. not
0: cause you to die. It no, something no. to happen to make you die, but it just knows that you are.
1: Exactly, and so it comes to collect your soul.
0: Well, then, you know, the Banshee's a little bit that way. It knows it didn't do anything to make you that way, and it knows that you are. But it's just it's, it heralds it, a death in yeah, the future. Yeah, it's telling everyone about.
1: But when you see a duhlan show on. up, you know who it's coming for because they're probably sick in bed. Whereas a banshee shows up, and you could all just be eating around the sitting around the dinner table eating, and it hollers and.
0: But sometimes it could be sick in bed.
1: Like one person eats the salmon moose, and that's it.
0: Right, or somebody could be sick for a long time, and you hear the banshee. Right, you
1: know, but the duhlan so. is specifically. I mean, you're gonna know in the duhlan. Who the Doolahan is coming for now gold may frighten this cutter off but as they they're gonna be back i mean the death isn't gonna stop they're gonna be back for your soul or whatever hmm. sometimes they are said to drive a carriage with six black horses that are able to blow through any locked gates they may
0: encounter well that's certainly making an entrance <laughs>
1: yeah six black horses <laughs> just bam
0: plowing through shit we're here for your soul
1: you're dying anyway. You ain't using it. <laughs> and we got pixies, of course.
0: Yes. Kind of your classic fairies.
1: They're basically just a six inch or five, 15.2 centimeter tall human with wings.
0: Yeah, they're super cute. Like Tinkerbell. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I like Tinkerbell. You know what I liked in the little category was brownies. Yeah. Because I realized when I was reading this, I'm like, "Oh, this is just like in Willow. Remember the brownies yep, yep. in Willow? I didn't realize that those were based off an actual like, you know, type of fairy." that Oh yeah, people yeah. Think existed. They're a little
1: bit different in folklore than they are in in Willow.
0: Right. Just, but they're still like male and uh, small.
1: About four and a half inches, a little bit shorter. Yeah, really That's tiny. 4 centimeters.
0: Then, uh they tend to be helpful, and. Also, they hate cats. Remember that scene where they're like, oh, the cats. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, apparently, if you have a cat in your house, these brownies will not come in and freaking chill at your house.
1: I would not chill with a giant predator. People,
0: apparently, and be helpful to you. But if you have a cat, they're not fucking coming. Which I can get. I mean, cats will fucking kill the shit out of anything that's smaller than they are. I heard
1: somewhere if house cats were like 100 pounds, that we would be on the menu because they are just straight up murderers.
0: Yeah, I'm sure.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I believe it. I mean, sometimes some cats are still only eight pounds and will go after you.
0: Oh, fuck yeah. So
1: I believe that.
0: Have you ever watched that show, My Cat from Hell? No. Oh, my God. You should. You should just see some of these fucking cats that are just like insanely awful.
1: Oh, my new guy and his girlfriend, they've got this cat who is bad. I mean, he (laughs) is looking to fuck you up. He actually yeah. bit a Jenny, Alex's girlfriend. He mm-hmm. bit her the shit out of her. And like it was bad and it was unprovoked. He just went Arr, and yeah. fucking chomped on her. And he would, I came out of the bathroom once and tried to pet him and he was just like, nope, and attacked me the whole way back to my seat. Now I, I was Christ. wearing jeans and it was, I think I had boots on too. So he wasn't actually getting me, but dude, he's a fucking, he's a, a crazy ass cat and he doesn't have balls Yeah, and he's still super a aggressive and asshole. they're not, they don't abuse him. Right. I mean, they... it's
0: like, what is going on? Well, apparently this guy will come into your house and will assess your cat's behavior, which is similar to that of Rachel and New Guys. Cat. Right. Just fucking asshole cats that are just combative and will just fuck you up for no reason at all. You're just like in their space and they're just going to like, nope, fucking over, attack you. fuck yeah. you, man. So apparently he will assess as to why these cats act that way and then get things set up to where they're not. Fucking dicks like that anymore.
1: And brownies just ain't taking the chance,
0: right? No, nope, they certainly are understandable. Not. Yeah, it is very understandable. I mean, and I love Willow. I love that movie. Yeah, that's a that's great another, movie. That's another great movie. People should go out and see. Probably like people younger than us that weren't around when it came out, so maybe you don't know about it. But it's a great. Yeah, movie. it's
1: one. It's a good one to watch. It's got Val Kilmer in it.
0: Oh my god, Val Kilmer is so fucking hot as in that Mad Mardigan. Like, yeah, it's got long hair a sword he's young. shirtless a lot of the time yeah
1: he's pretty badass in that one.
0: Oh man it's a good one it's a really good one
1: now there's another description of brownies which calls them a type of hobgoblin that live in human houses and here they're
0: well only human houses with no cats well I bet, I, I bet a lot of these well here they
1: range from two to four feet tall which is 61 oh. to 122 centimeters
0: so like a child yeah size. yeah so
1: I don't think they'll give a fuck about cats really mm-hmm. uh, they have brown skin and brown hair uh, their eyes are black, brown, or See, red. yeah, if
0: like a two foot fucking fairy or hobgoblin hobble- came into my fucking house, I'd be like, uh, no.
1: Not if it was a being that you couldn't, you didn't know was there. I mean, if it's far right, sneakier. But it just
0: seems like so hard for you to not know it's there when they start getting to be like two fucking feet tall. Magic. I get it, but <laughs> it's, st- it's not, it's already a lot unbelievable to me. That's even more unbelievable.
1: But you'd like these brownies because they make themselves responsible for completely unfinished chores in the house. They make themselves responsible for completing unfinished chores in the house they live in.
0: Yeah, well, clearly there are no brownies in my fucking house. And cause... all they need is a bowl of milk <laughs> and a bit you. of cake every now and then. And Yeah, oh yeah, they like honey and cake. Yep. Mm-hmm. And ale.
1: But who doesn't, really? <laughs> we also have changelings, which is a pretty common story about fairies. Right. Uh, this is the fairy baby left in the place of the human baby.
0: Because all of a sudden your human baby starts acting like an asshole, basically.
1: Or and... it was born with congenital maladies <laughs> or developmental problems or some sort of physical difference, you know. They right. are Oh, the fairies came and took it. Uh, the human children are used to strengthen the fairy blood, so, you know, they wait for them to get older and then they fuck them.
0: I think, you know, it was just a way that people used to distance themselves from Oh yeah. doing horrible things to their kids that were kind of like... A little more difficult than others say. Oh, yeah.
1: Colicky and what have you.
0: (laughs) Right. Obviously, it's a fairy changeling baby, so we can like smother it and not feel bad. The way
1: they would get rid of it is uh, they have to make the changing laugh or -hmm. they torture it.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or you torture it. Great. And
1: uh, only unbaptized children are at risk risk to be swapped. So there was another part of it, you know, get the church getting in there, like, no, Mm -hmm. guys.
0: Like, this is what's going on. If you don't baptize your kids, fucking fairies are going to come and replace it.
1: And then some legends say that the fairies steal the babies and give them to the devil. Because the devil loves kids.
0: Yeah. Well, if a kid dies unbaptized, they have to go to purgatory. I mean, all sorts of bad things can happen to you if you are not baptized. Yep, yep. And maybe when you're an adult, like... Maybe you would have committed enough sins, according to the church, to be going there fucking anyways. But, oh, if you don't baptize your sweet little innocent baby, your little innocent baby is going to burn in hell.
1: Yep. <laughs> Weak. Give us the money.
0: Yes. <laughs> and your eternal devotion unquestioning questioning faith.
1: Another fairly common one are fauns or satyrs, which stem from Greek mythology. These are the critters that look like oh, Mr. Is it, Thomas. Is it, yes, yeah, yeah, with like, yeah. And
0: they're like always playing like a the little flute, flute yeah. thing. and yeah.
1: From The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And so it's the lower half of a goat and the waist and upper body of a human. Uh, they're supposed to be quite seductive and compelling. <laughs> and.
0: Uh, I think it would be fun to hang out with. I would, oh, probably. I they like to drink would, and shit. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I would uh, find them seductive.
1: Well, they use magic, Joanna. And uh, mind control. So they basically have a uh like a roofy ability.
0: No, magic and mind control got nothing. Okay. It's all about whether your dick game is strong.
1: And maybe they got <laughs> quite the dick game. I don't know. Yeah,
0: no, I wouldn't because that would be like a no. Now
1: nope. tell me you've talked about your favorite <laughs> mermaids
0: mermaids
1: because there's merfolk or the the gering is another way thing they're called uh, the garing g-h-e-r-r-i-n-g is a freshwater person. i guess they're a little bit smaller they're fairies that live in water
0: That's so it's like a like a fairy minnow type thing huh? yeah
1: yeah or the difference between a fresh and saltwater alligator or the difference between a crocodile and an alligator or a crocodile or an alligator and a caiman you know
0: okay I get it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but you're you love you love mermaids. It's your it's your favorite.
0: I do love mermaids. I just don't put them in the same category as fairies.
1: Well, you don't have to because someone else already did.
0: Well, whatever. I just don't. <laughs> I don't think mermaids should be included.
1: Well, what about leprechauns?
0: Leprechauns definitely because they're kind of like an elf, and an elf is like a fairy. Yet
1: yeah, they usually dress in green, though some do prefer red. Uh, they're kind of like the Star Trek's Ferengi. <laughs> they're just doing business with anyone.
0: <laughs> the Ferengi oh my yeah God. the
1: Ferengi are totally like space leprechauns
0: right
1: <laughs> these things are earth leprechauns are two to three inches tall five to seven point six centimeters and are shoemakers by trade and of course everyone knows they have a pot of gold end of the rainbow that whole deal
0: I would like to know who they make shoes for
1: themselves probably because they wear those little fancy shoes right or maybe other fairies
0: But if they were all shoemakers, then that would just be kind of, I don't know.
1: Unless they're the only shoemakers. So they've got like a monopoly on it. Kind of like how scotch can be only made in Scotland. Mm. Maybe in the fairy world, shoes can only be made by leprechauns. They got a union and everything.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and then the other fairies are like, God damn it, I need new shoes. I'm going to have to talk to those fucking leprechauns and I hate that. Right. They would get all like annoyed by it. It would just be like something that you didn't want to fucking do.
1: But then you like got to because you every need shoes.
0: Thing in my fucking goddamn life.
1: But I bet they make pretty good shoes.
0: But anyways, yeah. I think leprechauns are just basically an excuse for, I don't know, people to have done fucked up shit. I feel like leprechauns get blamed for stuff happening. Leprechauns, fairies, elves...
1: Fairies in general get blamed for stuff happening.
0: a lot of stuff happening. It's like, oh, it wasn't me. It was like, it was the little man that did it.
1: We spoke (laughs) about hobgoblins earlier. And, you know, a brownie being a sort of hobgoblin. Hobgoblins, as a general thing, are ill-tempered, dark brown forest fairies. They like their solitude. They're not aggressive unless they're provoked. They live in trees, and they look a little bit like gremlins and gremlins. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Not quite so scary but a little bit like
0: them are they neutral then basically or what
1: well a lot of these things it doesn't they can be seely or unseely Mm -hmm. the courts don't really care too much about who comes and goes so really any specific fairy can choose whichever court they like i would imagine hobgoblins are probably closer to more unseely and autumn yeah
0: well that's what i would guess
1: it seems, for the most part, the seely ones are all the pretty and cute ones, and the unseely are the scary ones.
0: Did you ever notice that the ones that are more solitary are tend to be more like malevolent, malevolent, and then the ones that live in like a group or a troop of fairies or elves, those are the ones that are like the more helpful.
1: That would make sense because they're more accustomed to being around others, mm-hmm. while antisocial ones are not. Right. There are the gnomes, which are fairly solitary, and they stand about a foot tall, 30 centimeters. They got the red-pointed hats, blue or green jackets, just like David the gnome.
0: Mm-hmm. They
1: prefer to live under oak trees or rarely in human houses. They protect and heal wildlife, and that's so why they're very rarely found in human homes.
0: Well, they are found in human homes in their fucking garden. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: true. Not in. And usually And maybe outside. that's why
0: people are like to buy garden gnomes. There it's you go. They're gonna protect the wildlife. Yeah. Did there you, you know go. that there's like a super like gnome like fairy that the red cap? Have you heard of the red cap? I have heard of the red cap. Yes. Oh my gosh. So you know he's got his little like triangle red cap like, and looks kind of like other gnomes. Except that he likes to live in the ancient ruins of castles, and when people are passing through, he throws rocks at you until you fucking die. Oh, what a dick! And then he comes and he takes his little cap and he dips it in your blood, and, and that's what that's... keeps its fucking fantastic oh, red color. Wow. And that's why they call it a red Man. cap.
1: Those guys are rough.
0: Apparently, though, they are susceptible to exorcism. Really? Mm-hmm. So if somebody comes to wherever they are and starts performing an exorcism, uh, they can be banished. So they try and be a little bit nomadic going place to place because they don't want somebody to come along eventually that's going to be like, okay, enough with you.
1: Right. No one wants to be exorcised. Right. Well, I've got a few here that are a part of Irish folklore that we'll talk a little bit about them. I've got a story that I'm going to tell about the whole.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm so excited for your stories. You love always. stories. God. But I
1: have a whole story about the <laughs> like fairy history of Ireland, which is fairly interesting. So uh, what we have here is the Aishi. They're described by some as their survivors of the war between the Malaysians and the Tuatha de Danin. The Tuatha De Danann were driven under the earth by way of burial mounds called She. The name I means people of the mound. She is also used as a catch-all term for fairies. This well, is spelled. I've heard of the fairy mounds? Before. Yeah, yeah. And this is spelled. Banshees
0: come from the fairy mounds. Exactly. Yeah. A lot
1: of you know she, she is spelled differently in in different contexts, but it all pretty much means like fairy people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the She in this particular case is spelled S I D H E. And somehow it's pronounced she, so that's weird.
0: Yeah, well, I have one here that's a she, the, the lay she, the forest spirits. And they are disguised as foliage. They hate people because of, you know, the reason most fairies hate people is we're destroying the earth, we're plague upon the earth. Oh, yeah. So I guess they're not overly evil, but they can cause people to become lost. Apparently they can mimic uh, human noises which might lead people to be like kind of like drawn further into yeah, the yeah. off the path, and then the, apparently they just lose you somehow. They sort of like Willow the
1: Wisp in a way, or yeah, some of the critters we talked about in the Central American cryptids episode.
0: Yeah, but it's L E I D S E S H E, but pronounced She. Yeah, yeah. Mhm. So probably similar origins there.
1: Well, these people that were. Oh, definitely. I'm sure the she comes from the mm-hmm. she in, yeah. in this particular context. Well, the Tuatha De Danann were actually considered to be a real people up until the 1600s. The story goes that they were banished from heaven due to their knowledge and skill with magic. We're gonna get all into this a yeah, little bit Yeah, well, heaven doesn't like
0: magic. That other than what the one and only fucking creates. Well, they were. They There'll came be to no other magic. Thank you very much. Not in Christian heaven. at least. Oh, no, no,
1: none <laughs> of that. Just sleight of hand. The Tuatha de Danon came to Ireland in a mist, and eventually were driven underground by the Irish ancestors, the Malaysians. We actually spoke about them briefly in the Hollow Earth episode, the Tuatha de Danon. Oh, okay. The Fomorians are the opponents of many of the first inhabitants of Ireland. They are described in a variety of ways. Some say they have the body of a man and the head of a goat. Sometimes they have one eye, one arm, one leg, and sometimes they are described as being quite attractive. There's also, of course, some Welsh fairies. Pronunciation is not going to be easy with this.
0: No, Welsh is really fucking hard. It's like Gaelic.
1: It's crazy. So, Mm -hmm. sorry, Welsh people. (laughs) The Welsh call fairies Tilwith Teg, and they come in five main flavors. The Lelon...
0: It some, sounds like something Mike Tyson would say.
1: <laughs> it totally does. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Till to with take. <laughs> We've got... Let's translate that into Michael Tyson. Right.
1: He wants a chicken leg is what that means when he says it. <laughs> the Alil, Elilon the are basically just elves. We've got the now, which are mine fairies. Kahad. Bwabcacod. Babacod, which are kind of like brownies,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Graweth, Arwin, Arwin no. like. Gwer- no, that's wrong. Gwereth, Anwin, which are female lake and stream fairies, and then Gwilyan, mountain fairies that look like hags. I probably ruined all of the pronunciations of all of those words. What the hell do you want?
0: Nothing. I want nothing. Yes. <laughs>
1: We've got some North myth. The North.
0: The North myth. <laughs> yeah.
1: You see, I've got.
0: Are you suffering from Mike Tyson? Yes. Yeah.
1: In Norse mythology, they also have the idea of the uh, Seelie, split, and Fairies. We've got the light elves who live in the world of the world of Alfheim. These elves helped humans and actually physically glowed. Those that lived in the underworld or Svartalheim are the dark elves, also known Svartlheim. as dwarves. Svartalheim. Svartalheim. This-
0: just sounds like such a fucking...
1: Svartalfheim. Yeah.
0: Well, it wasn't your pronunciation. It was just the word itself. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, what a place to name... What a name for a place with bad elves. Yes, definitely. (laughs)
1: Uh, They were not cool humans, and if you had the misfortune of encountering them, they were going to probably fuck your shit up. And that kind of brings us to Iceland.
0: Iceland! So Iceland... I is didn't know fairies place. were such a thing in Iceland. They are well, huge. Well, is it fairies or is it like elves? Like what kind? Elves, but it's... Because Norway is like trolls. Yes, yes. And it... trolls are also technically, I, I guess, in that.
1: They refer to them as elves, but it's basically mm-hmm. the same same kind of thing. Now, they they a survey of Iceland's population suggests that about half of them actually believe in elves.
0: Hmm.
1: And so we've got an interesting bit of information about iceland they're called the Huldu folk and they're icelandic elves they are believed to live in rocks and even today many building projects will be altered in order to preserve these rock piles or formations so as not to disturb them hmm. writings of these critters can be found in old norse folklore that predates the christianization of the area in the 11th century
0: yeah i gotta say that's just not very that is not like very capitalist of them No delay stuff because of a belief in elves
1: well that's fine here in america
0: they'd be like uh zero fucks given
1: right until you find some you know we're
0: building this fucking building
1: archaeological (laughs) dig sites and then then that that'll stop it
0: yeah but it would have to be something really evident that probably the corporation couldn't hide either
1: right (laughs) well iceland is a better place in america in that respect
0: clearly that's that's why i was just Pondering that, like, hmm, yeah. so di- so different. Oh yes,
1: definitely. The Christianization of the area brought other ideas of elves. Some of which are that they are the children of Lilith, we talked about in our history of vampires episode. Right. Uh, some, you know, they're vol- they're fallen angels, or that they are the dirty children of Eve that she hid from God.
0: The dirty children. Like of physically, Eve. like oh filthy.
1: Gosh. A God apparently found out about her children and said, "What hides from God, God will hide from man." which is why we can't see the fairies. Yep. Here's another, here's a name. I'm probably going to butcher. Magnus Scarfedinson is an Icelandic anthropologist and the headmaster of Reykjavik's elf school. He says that there is no doubt that these elves exist. They are benevolent short beings that live outside and don't often speak. He spent decades compiling witness stories of elves, which is what has led him to the conclusion that they exist. He has two compelling stories that he tells to those of more skeptical mind to convince them. The first is from a woman who knew a fisherman who could see elves who would also be out fishing.
0: Uh, doing a lot of little seeing with his heart, I guess.
1: Huh? I, they didn't mention that. I, they, <laughs> here they all talked about just eyeball seeing. Uh, in February of 1921, the fisherman was going preparing to go out to fish. He noticed that the elves were not going out to sea like they normally did. Normally, he would see them going off at the same time in their elf boats. Oh, okay. And, uh, so sort of it's thing. like, so, you
0: know, morning at the docks. And exactly. It's like, okay, elf boats are off and time for me to go fishing.
1: Well, this time the elves weren't into it. So being put off by this, he attempted to get other fishermen to not head out. He's like, you know, fuck it. We're not, we shouldn't go out. Unfortunately, the boss of a few of the fishermen would not allow them to stay on on the shore. Money had to be made. This was their job.
0: Bosses are dicks.
1: Yep. (laughs) Those that listened to the fishermen's warning stuck close to shore. And when a particularly violent storm ravaged the North Atlantic fishing grounds that day, they all managed to get home safely. So they went out, but they didn't go out super deep. So seeing the elves not go out, they knew the storm was coming and essentially saved them. Seven years later, in June, again, the elves did not go out to sea. Again, this is strange. Fishermen thought it was really strange because June isn't the time of year that the storms were all fucked up. Before, it was in, what was it, February. And so, pretty stormy in February, not so much in June.
0: A little calmer in June.
1: Again, most of the fishermen were forced to go out to sea by the boss, which was fine because there was no storm, but they just didn't catch that many fish. Scar claims that the elves knew that the fishing would be shitty that day, which is why they didn't even bother heading out. The other story he has is that of an 80-year-old woman who in 2002 came upon a teen who said he knew her. She wasn't in the habit of hanging out with teenagers, so she asked him how he knew her. The boy told her that they met at a house she had lived in 53 years prior to that day. The house was one that she had raised her children in, and she did recall her daughter saying that she played with an invisible boy. Hmm. Later, she told her daughter the story of the meeting and described the boy, and her daughter recognized that the boy and the boy's description, and said his name was Maggie. Assuming that this is a true story, the elf boy aged significantly slower than humans. In 1971, a large construction project was underway to make a national highway that would go from Reykjavik to the northeast of the of Iceland.
0: Okay.
1: In the planned path was a very large boulder that would need to be moved. As construction neared the boulder, several strange technical problems began to occur. So the government officials talked to the elves that lived in the boulder, and they reached (laughs) an agreement.
0: It's like, okay, it's okay, everyone. I've talked with the elves.
1: They said the elves would take off for a week, and the humans would move the boulder 50 feet, or 15 meters, out of the way. They reached the agreement. No more problems. Moved the boulder. Construction went on as planned.
0: And what officials actually were these supposed to be that met with these elves
1: government officials of some sort probably the mayor or something Mm -hmm. the aforementioned elf school in Reykjavik is a school that teaches about the hidden people and and the 13 different kinds of elves the hidden the hidden people just look like humans but are invisible while the elves are simply humanoid they range in size from about three inches eight centimeters to regular human height the school offers a full curriculum, but also a certification that can be earned in half a day and publishes many texts, mostly for use in the school itself. However, there's an ongoing research on elves and the hidden people there. Uh, stories about other fae-like trolls and gnomes are also collected in the school for the purpose of preserving them. Since school, uh, since the school's opening in 1991, over 9,000 people have attended. Scar Fettinson organizes five-hour educational hikes that end with pancakes and coffee at the school and it usually has five to ten people per hike and he never advertises and people just keep showing up Uh, you can also get your are you supposed
0: to see fairies on this hike
1: i'm not sure didn't really describe the hikes (laughs) Uh, you can also get your aura red here and do past life explorations
0: no thank you i already said i didn't want to fucking fuck with that shit
1: right (laughs) Elf school students will learn all of the available information about the hidden people, elves, gnomes, dwarves, fairies, Elf trolls, mountain spirits, na- uh, nature spirits and all other mythical critters in Iceland as well as other countries. This includes what they look like and how they feel about humans where they live. So it's
0: So basically like what we're doing kind of researching this show except you have to do it for a lot more way longer.
1: Yes, and you probably have to a lot more way longer. Mhm. <laughs> And you probably have to pay for it, too.
0: Yes. Okay. I'm imagining... Don't sign me up for fucking Elf College. We're not going to send
1: you to, to to Iceland's Hogwarts? Nope. All right.
0: That's a nope for me. Well, it's I've, just too much.
1: <laughs> we've got uh, a story of a fairy hoax here. Did you read about the Cottingley fairy hoax of
0: 1917? Uh, I'm sure yes. you've
1: actually seen the pictures if you haven't read about it yet.
0: I, no, no, I read about the hoax
1: where it's a nine-year-old named Frances Griffiths tells her parents that she was playing with fairies in the garden. So her parents are like, this is bullshit.
0: look, Mommy and Daddy, fairies.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Parents are like, no, this is bullshit. And uh, their daughter and her cousin, Elsie Wright, are just pretending. Girls say they're going to get proof, which came in the form of photographs. These photographs sparked a strange series of events. The pictures were of paper cutout fairies stuck in the ground with the girls posing next to them. These days, there have been enough altered pictures circulated in general that the average person has a pretty good chance of recognizing a shopped pic unless it's done, you know, really well. Mm -hmm. This was not the case a hundred years ago. Elsie's mom showed one of these pictures, which she took as proof of fairies' existence, to members of the local Theosophical Society. We've talked about the Theosophical Society briefly before in our Missing People's 3 episode, it was in reference to the author of The Fairy Faith in Celtic Countries, W.Y. Evans Wentz. So we may as well say a little bit about the Theosophical Society since we didn't say much about it in that last episode.
0: Yeah, so, so little that I'm struggling to remember.
1: So the general idea of these guys is they don't care what or who you worship as long as you are down with bringing humanity together. They don't care what color your skin is, who you worship, or whether your bits dangle or not. They don't care if you're poor, rich, or anything in between. This is a society that encourages learning about things. They're very much into paranormal, esoteric, unexplained stuff, and being able to harness the power that is supposedly available from these sources. The word is made up of Greek words, theos meaning god or divine, and sophia meaning wisdom, so wisdom of the gods or divine wisdom or something to that effect. As we see theosophy today, it can be traced to November of 1875, When it was officially founded in history, the word theosophy is used to mean knowledge gained spiritually through observation and experience. The founders were a Russian noblewoman named Helena Petrovna Blavatsky and Colonel Henry Steele Alcott. The Theosophical Society is still active today around the globe. Well, this time, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle was alive and the head of the Theosophical Society in London. He saw these pictures, had them inspected by experts, and uh, these experts said that the pictures were the real fucking deal so you know
0: so the experts were very expert then at spotting it was early
1: in the i mean it was, it was right around world I, war 1 I. Yes, I mean like but jesus christ they haven't had a whole lot of photography uh at, around really at all and especially not people faking shit back then it's kind of a new technology
0: i know but still like It's still just a drawing. Right, a drawing cut
1: out. But I think what it was is because the girls were obviously real. And when you look at the pictures, you can tell. But again, we're looking at it in the eye of people who know what a Photoshop job is. Mm -hmm. If you don't know how, if you can't imagine how someone is faking something, then you're going to think it's real, especially if you're already into the more more paranormal and esoteric things. Right. And at this time, there was also the... What is it called? The the spiritualist movement, where even heads of state were contacting, quote, uh, quote unquote, contacting the dead mm-hmm. for advice and stuff. So it just seems if you put odd. It, I mean, the, well, it did nowadays. Occur, definitely. Like,
0: oh, like it's a prop. Hey, <laughs> nowadays,
1: definitely. But then at the time of just everything then, no,
0: I mean, it was just too new. I guess yeah,
1: too new. And this stuff was kind of a mainstream thought back then. It was it was fine. People believed in <laughs> spiritualism a lot more than now. In 1920, the pictures were published in a magazine called Strand Magazine, which sold out in a few days. This is today's equivalent of going viral. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the whole UK went very crazy. And even th- those who thought the pictures were a crock of shit couldn't see how they'd been faked. <laughs> Eventually, it came out the pictures were faked. They actually admitted it in the 80s, the 1980s. All but one. Until her death, Frances always said the fifth picture was no bullshit. And that she had, in fact, seen fairies in Cottingley. Four of the pictures have the girls in them, but the fifth is just a fairy, and this is the one that Francis maintains is real. It looks the same as the others to me. Uh, Francis died in 1986, and Elsie in 1988.
0: Frances is the one that never admitted that they were fake?
1: Francis was the one that said all they were all fake except for the fifth one that was just of the fairy. She maintained to her death that that one was real.
0: Oh, okay but she admitted that all the others were fake.
1: Yes. And I didn't say if, if Elsie said anything about anything at all or if she just kept quiet. Well, I have one more story about fairies. And this Only is Only one? just this is the last <laughs> one I have and this is going to be about the fairy history of Ireland. And this comes from the Book of Invasions, which is a text written in the 1200s. It's was written for the purpose of connecting Irish history with the events of the Old Testament. It tells of the six times Ireland had been settled or conquered. The first time was led by a na- I'm probably gonna fuck up names again in this one. Shocker. Right. The first were led by a man named Cesar. Uh, they were denied Césaire. a place. <laughs> they were denied a place on Noah's ark, but were told by an idol they made where to go to survive the flood, which was apparently Ireland. Unfortunately, the idol was wrong and these people were wiped out, save one who turned into a salmon and then an eagle. The next group were followers of a man named Partholon. These folks showed up 300 years after the flood and came from Greece. They brought farming, irrigation, and government to Ireland and ended up doing battle with the Fomorians and winning. Sadly, everyone dies of plague except for one of Partholon's nephews who transforms into several different animals and survives
0: so i don't get it so one became the first one was like became a salmon and what and then an eagle and and then an eagle and then the other one transformed into so it's so it's one thing but it like one turns into several things
1: He turned like he turned into like a a snake and then something else and then something else and then something else just in order to survive i guess
0: so he became many things
1: yes not all at one time but one after the other weird Nemed was the leader of the third group of folks to settle in Ireland, and arrived 30 years after Partholon's people died out. These people did a bit more cultivating of the land, they made some lakes and rivers and plains. Nemed's people also do battle with the Fomorians, and win four battles. Bad luck, however, as Nemed and a bunch of his warriors die of plague. The Fomorians overwhelm the surviving groups of Nemed's people, and they are forced to give the Fomorians two-thirds of their children, their corn, and their milk, every Samhain, which is... Uh, um, Halloween. Oh, okay. You may see it spelled Samhain, but it's actually pronounced Samhain.
0: Oh, right. Okay, I think I've heard that. We talked about it in our Witches episode. Mm
1: -hmm. Eventually, they rise up and defeat the Fomorians, but then get wiped out by a tidal wave. Only 30 men escape. Some go to Britain, and some go to Greece. Ireland is empty for another 200 years until the Firbolg come to live.
0: The Firbolg?
1: Yeah, Firbolg.
0: Oh, it sounds like furball.
1: A little bit. (laughs) The Furbolg are the descendants of the Numidian survivors that went to Greece. They had lived in Greece as slaves. So that's... That ain't no life.
0: Yeah, that's no fun.
1: No. On a fleet of ships, the Furbolgs escape Greece and head to Ireland, which they settle and divide into five states. They also establish a high king to rule over all of Ireland. This lasts for 37 years until the Tuatha de Danon, which are the descendants of the Numidian survivors that went to Britain, returned to Ireland and demand half. The Tuatha de Danon had learned magic, and upon landing on Ireland, they burned their ships, so they had no chance but to stay. There was a four-day battle, and the Firbolgs were driven out of Ireland. There was another battle, this one against the Fomorians, which the Tuatha de Danon won. A third battle was fought, this time against the Malaysians, The kings of the Tuatha Dé Danann asked for a three-day's truce from the Malaysians, who stayed on their ships at sea in compliance. The Tuatha Dé Danann summoned a magical storm to destroy the fleet, but a poet of the Malaysians calmed the storm with a poem, as poets do. They then attacked and drove the Tuatha Dé Danann underground into the she Mounds.
0: The Malaysians (laughs) are the
1: ancestors of the modern-day Irish people. Yeah, she Mounds.
0: All I can think of is To Walk the Day, Dan and is uh, Mike Tyson saying it?
1: You're right, and God <laughs> knows what he's trying to say.
0: I saw the best meme the other day about Mike Tyson. Oh yeah, and it was that basically he's he's speaking, he's doing a running a spelling bee, and he tells <laughs> the uh, contestant spell the word dictate, and the contestant's like could you use it in a sentence? Mike Tyson's all like, the woman said, my dick taste good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Mike Tyson.
0: <laughs> the woman said, my dick good.
1: <laughs> I don't think she did. <laughs> I think he's a liar. Do you have anything else about fairies today, Joanna?
0: Well, I'm glad you asked that, because actually I do have a couple other Things about fairies, yes. All right. right. Interesting thing, I didn't realize Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, like the dwarves were actually like fairy folk. Yeah. Like gnomes. Uh, but actually the dwarves specific thing is that they are often found in mountains and mines in the mountains. They can't go out during the day because they will turn to stone.
1: All right, Similar which... to the uh, trolls in The Hobbit.
0: Mm-hmm. Which wasn't in Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, no. but they are minors. They do look old. Apparently they reach maturity at a very young age and they just look old as shit no matter how young or old they actually are. So they have like the long beards and possibly their feet might be deformed oh, and right? sore. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. And then I thought one that was interesting was the, uh, the Kukui. Yes. The Mexican boogeyman. Yes. So probably of the goblin variety, apparently lives under your bed or in your closet and takes naughty children away at night to its lair and devours them. Yeah. Yeah. Said to be small and hairy with pointed ears, red eyes, and razor sharp teeth. I hear that kids. Don't be a dick. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And like, I was reading this one article about a guy who grew up in Mexico and like, that was the thing, like, you know, it's like, if you're bad, Kikui is going to come and take your ass away. The article that I read had the story of a guy who, when he cursed his mother, she told him in a very serious voice that El Kukui was going to come and scratch his feet at night for being such a naughty child. And he actually woke up the next day with his feet all raw and cut up and scratched. Oh, shit. And he said he didn't know what freaked him out more. The idea that El Kakui had actually come and scratched his feet up for cursing at his mother. Or that his mother had actually done that to him herself just to fucking scare the shit out of him. And, and the to fact teach he didn't him wake lesson. up. Yeah. That's crazy. Apparently it took him a super long time to go to sleep, though, because he was so afraid. Yeah. So you know what that's like when you're a kid and you're terrified of what it might be in your bed, it takes yep, for forever in to your closet, yeah. But then once you're asleep, you're pretty fucking out. Especially when you're young and growing like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to bet that it was his fucking mom <laughs> being all fucked up. He's like, but fuck you, you little bastard. me. And then I had one other, which I actually thought was kind of a little weird and 411-ish. This one is called... Uh, Bacchus and it is a Native American spirit. It's also known as the wild man of the woods. Oh right. Haunts the woods of Northwest America. Hmm. Interesting. And people can't see it, but they can feel its presence. And maybe every once in a while you might see like just some little like movement out of the corner of your eye, but it basically blends with the foliage. Kind of like the Predator? Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's particularly fond of pushing, like, fishermen or people out near rivers, pushing them into the water and drowning them. Fuck. And once they drown, it takes its soul back to its invisible fortress in the woods.
1: Damn.
0: Yeah. Pretty... Pretty freaky. don't
1: that, want to run into that. That's when we just like, hmm. Yeah, because that, you know, pretty missing 411-y. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Definitely. And that was all I had.
1: Well, when I was a child, so my parents lived pretty close to your parents.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Lots of woods in the area. And back behind my parents' house, sort of in between neighborhoods, was a large area with lots and lots of woods. Mm-hmm. And there were these tree houses that had been built by I don't know who, probably older kids. They were built with thin logs so they're like log tree houses so naturally you know it was the mid eh, late late 80s early 90s mm-hmm. and so you played a lot in the woods yeah there was nintendo but outside we still was, played
0: outside outside yeah. was like more fun still. we didn't have
1: cell phones and shit so it was all it was a lot of outside well i recall one time this is before ever using any sort of drugs i was probably 10 years old standing in this thing in this tree house and looking across the path and seeing a very small humanoid figure run across the path not a lot of chipmunks in the area, and it didn't have mm-hmm. a tail, so I have no idea what it was. But I vividly remember it. Weird. So that's super weird.
0: It is super weird. I was just thinking, like, how much like Predator, like this block was really is, and and that thought had come up every once in a while with uh, missing four one one, like maybe not so much actual like Sasquatch, where mm-hmm. it's just some like big like eight person, but what if it was something like that, something yeah. predatory, some kind of interdimensional critter, yeah, that, or yeah, it just has the ability to camouflage.
1: Chameleons have the ability to camouflage. Mm-hmm. The eyes, we search patterns, so if we can't find a pattern, if there's some sort of, I mean, if it's out there specifically made to hunt us, mm-hmm. or evolved to hunt us, then it's going to be able to camouflage better than than a chameleon. <laughs>
0: Have you seen Fargo, the series Fargo yet?
1: The first season I've seen.
0: So remember they mentioned that thing about predators, like why you can see more colors of green. Human beings can see more colors of green than any other color, more shades of green. Yep. Because of predators. Yep. Yeah, Yeah. something like that, except it's something where we haven't been able to evolve to see them.
1: If there's very few of those and... a lot of us as there is and we wouldn't have the opportunity to opportunity to evolve because we're not in danger that right. we know of.
0: I was reading something about polar bears the other day. Jerek was over. We were trying to in my room and we we're just trying to think of like the most deadliest big cats and like oh, right. the most deadly bears. And we were talking about how you're supposed to react because like my cat had caught this lizard earlier in the day and it would just play dead when she had it. And so it was actually very much alive when she walked away from it because yep. she got bored with it.
1: Cause she thought it was dead. Yeah. Cause
0: she thought it was dead. It's like, well, that's no fucking fun. I'm done playing around with this thing. So Jared was telling me how when it, if you encounter like a black bear, you're supposed to do the whole like, ah, oh, I'm bigger than you and shout at it and yeah, so, be But not have eye contact. Yeah. But if it's a grizzly bear, you should lay down and just play fucking dead. Yeah. And that's how hopefully you survive. And that a polar bear, hopefully you just have a gun because you're pretty much fucked. Yeah, because it's going to eat you no matter what. It's going to eat you no matter what because it hasn't had enough contact with humans because of where it lives that it has any fear or anything about it. It's just going to look at you and see food. You smell
1: like meat. Yeah. The other day, uh, two weeks ago, I think I went for a run and I went up by Brook Trails and then down past the dump. And I was coming around the corner and a lady was driving in her, pulling out of her driveway and stops and backs up a little bit. And so I wave at her and she kind of waves me over. So I pull pulled an earbud and she's like, oh, there's been a sighting of a black bear right around here. So you should probably keep your earbuds out.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, oh,
1: oh, great, because I'm three miles from my house. Right. I my car is at my house. I went for a run, you know. Right. So I had to run back home, and I start <laughs> seeing all the cops that are driving around looking for this thing. And I was, uh, my head was on a fucking swivel. Let me tell you, because <laughs> right. chances are pretty good a black bear ain't gonna be trying to munch me. Right. But
0: or that it's gonna come barreling out and chase you as you're running. I mean, by. it's a pretty
1: wooded area. Yeah. But still, it's also pretty noisy. Lots of traffic and stuff. So we had
0: black bears right in my driveway. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. You live a little bit more secluded than I do.
0: Yeah, although uh, they've been on our street sighted many times and right near in the area where I live, like within a few blocks, but never actually in our yard ever.
1: They know about your cat. (laughs) Hey, now. You're going to go in, there's going to be a dead black bear underneath the kitchen table with its head removed (laughs) and your cat eating its brains.
0: Fuck, dude. (laughs) Yeah, she's a killer, but... Yeah, the other day they actually came in and took garbage out of the garbage cans and were hanging out in the driveway. Jared caught a couple of pictures of them. Wow, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Getting rid of their territory. They got to go somewhere. I
0: know. It's unfortunate.
1: Well, that's about all I think for fairies. So we hope you enjoyed, and we'll talk to you next time.
0: Stay strange. Do you enjoy the Stranger Than podcast? Please let us know. Rate and comment on iTunes, Check out and like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash stranger than podcast, our Twitter at underscore stranger than, or drop us an email stranger than podcast at gmail.com. That's stranger than podcast, all one word at gmail.com. Also feel free to email us any strange, mysterious, or misunderstood stories or topic suggestions that you'd like to share or hear about.